0: Welcome to Lasting Truth, our radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we have a very special Christmas presentation. Here's Pastor Ryan.
1: Be separated from from among them, and I will receive you, and you will be my sons and daughters. Be separated from the things of this world. Do not love the world. Do not want to be like the world. Do not envy sinners, for their day is coming turn from, you know, unrighteousness and turn to what is good and the guidance that he gives us and it's all contrary to what our flesh wants to do but because we love him and we believe his word to be legit and true and good, we say yes Lord, we'll do that hard thing that you ask us to do Why do we do what God wants us to do when it's hard? Because we love him I think of mothers in general at this time of year, I think of my wife and how amazingly she works towards the benefit of our children she'll get up at a at a a of them being up in the middle of the night and run to the bedroom and me and my flesh I'll be like yes (laughs) you got this okay it's special that care why does she get up because she loves them very much and if she didn't love him very much then I'd get up but because I know she loves him so much that if she needs my help she'll let me know then I'll get up but it's a mother's love why do we do what's hard for the Lord because we love him that's why I don't care if it's convenient I don't care I can complain, I'll complain to the Lord many a times this hurts, this is hard this is difficult help me to get through it and he does in 2nd Corinthians chapter 1 verse 5 Paul would say for as the sufferings of Christ abound in us so our consolation also abounds through Christ as things are, are tough when we do what God wants us to do the consolation that he gives us the, the, the comfort and the the care that he gives to us when it's hard is so amazing that in order to actually experience it, you have to do that hard thing. And there are many Christians who never experience the consolation of Christ to comfort because they don't—they avoid anything that's inconvenient or anything that's hard. How can you see God comfort you? How can you see God strengthen your feeble knees and the, hangs at, the hands that hang lame? How, how, when, will, when do we have to give them the opportunity to say, like Mary, all right, I'll do it. I am your servant. I am your servant. I'll do it. But she did ask in verse um, 34, how can this be since I do not know a man? And, you know, the angel said, well, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren, for with God nothing will be impossible. So she asked, like, you know, on a practical sense, how's that going to happen, since I don't know a man? And the angel, you know, basically said, this is going to be an impossible work of God. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And then... He goes on to tell her about the miracle that happened with Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist. Elizabeth, his mom, Zacharias, his father, were beyond the age of having children, and she was barren. And he was a priest, you know the story? And in that culture, oh my gosh, it was tough. Today a lot of people aren't having kids, you know, by choice, it's not really a big deal in 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 you know the western our western culture, but in that you know far east culture at that time it was like oh it was it was terrible for a woman to suffer that and a and a and a in a man. But you know the Lord appeared to them and said to Zacharias, I, God has heard your prayer, and so God is the God of impossible things. It doesn't matter. If, you know, it doesn't make sense to, to marry as far as how's it going to work biologically? How's, how's that going to work practically? God is above physical limitations. God is beyond our disabilities. God is above all those things, all human weaknesses. God can do anything in all things. That's the God that we serve. Jesus said concerning faith in Matthew 21, 21, Surely I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree that withered away at his word, but also if you say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. That's Christmas. That's our God. He does the impossible. No matter what size our problems are, no matter what your limitations are, God can use you and wants to use you to do impossible things. My vision hasn't been the same since July 1st. Everything's crazy looking. A little bluish illumination. Doctors don't know what. Christmas tells me who cares. God will help you still read and teach and pastor. Pastor. There's people who are struggling in this world tonight, unbearable sufferings. People without, without limbs, people with diseases. They can't physically go upstairs or downstairs or sit at a table or see their family, but just hear them or, or see them but not hear them. Or have them speak to them but have to sign back. There's so many. This is a fallen world. And how people are still optimistic. For those who know God are, are, are optimistic as, as well. Even, even still. What does that mean to God? But everything. And we complain about, oh, it's, it's raining. It's, uh, I'm sore. I'm not going to go. I think of my brother's grandfather, who he, who, before he went to know the Lord. Brian would come to Sweet Hills in a, with a walking stick and a backpack with the feeding tube. Bam! Bam! He loved Jesus. I'm inspired by all of you. I'm inspired by Mary. All right, so Mary is good to go. Let's go see how her husband's doing in Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together she was found and did not know her till she had brought forth her son her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus so when God works with you know one person about his will and it has to do with another person he generally will speak to the other person involved and Joseph is a big other person involved we think it's tough for Mary no doubt no doubt that's true you think about Joseph, he too, young man, in his teens. Can't wait to get married. Oh my goodness, can't wait to get married. I couldn't wait to get married. But can you imagine? He couldn't wait to get married. And he hears the news that Mary tells him. And he probably was devastated. That would be an understatement. We know what the law says. The penalty for, for not being a virgin on your wedding night is death. So there he was thinking about this. But Mary's character was so godly. And his was so godly, I believe. That rather than make a public example of her, he kept her in secret. As he thought about these things. And God who is faithful. When he calls us to do something hard. He will speak to your heart and tell you. It's going to be good. I'm going to get you through it. You'll be fine. That's what God does. It's relational. It's not religion. You'll find that nowhere in religion. That's a relationship. And he appeared to Joseph and said I'll take care of this. I'll take care of this. You're going to be fine. This is of God. And the beautiful thing about Joseph, which we don't know much about, but I can say this. Everywhere we read about him, he's being told to do something with Jesus, with that family. Right? He, he, you know, leave Bethlehem, go to Egypt. Get out of Egypt. Herod's dead. You know, go back to Judea. Then don't go back to Judea. He went to Nazareth. So it's, it's every time the Lord spoke to Joseph, he obeyed the Lord. And we're told he was a just man. So God uses ordinary people, poor people, Joseph Mary, poor people, ordinary people. But let's not get it, as they say today, twisted. Okay, because it wasn't just that they were in a lowly state that God used them. They were poor, yes, but they had one thing in common. They obeyed. The word of the Lord. You know, there's all kinds of virtual signaling going on in the world. Amen? Everyone thinks they're like self-righteous, better than other people for this reason or that reason or the other. (sighs) To God, what is true virtue is not how many poor people we can feed, which that is a good thing and and we want to focus on that. But it is, it is our obedience to His word that matters most to God. Sacrifices are great, but He desires from us obedience. No, but I'm going to go feed the poor in your name. I'm going to go do ministry in your name. And God's like, obedience is more. Second Samuel, Saul is told by Samuel that disobedience or rebe- rebellion, against God's word is is like the sin of witchcraft God is the reason why he used these ordinary people is because they did what God told them to do and then let's go back to Luke chapter 2 we'll finish up there verse 1 and it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered this census first took place while Quirinius uh, was governing Syria. So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. The interesting thing about Caesar Augusta, and I don't want to talk too much about about him, but um, he's the first emperor of Rome where it went from a senate rule to a Caesar rule. So he's the first guy in in Rome's extensive history Of the first Caesar that ruled the entire empire himself, and homeboy did think that he was, you know, deity. He thought he was a god, and we know the history of ancient of Rome at this time. They ruled with an iron fist. It was an empire uh, filled with slaves, practiced slavery, Um, and for the Jews, they were highly oppressed at that time. They've seen their land being taken over by the Romans. They were hungry for a, a Savior, um, but just not in the sense that our Lord came. Because he, didn't, he came not to bring them political uh, salvation, but salvation from their sins. But that's the state of, of, uh, of, of Rome. Uh, we know that the scriptures told us that Jesus the Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. But there's a problem because Joseph and Mary are in Nazareth. So in order to get them to Bethlehem so that scripture isn't compromised, but scripture is fulfilled, God moved the heart of Caesar in a direction that, in a big direction. All of Rome had to be registered. Everyone in that entire empire that ruled the world at that time They had to be registered. That is a big move, Lord, but he used that big event to move Mary and Joseph 80 miles. Amazing what our God can do. We know that the kingdoms of the world are under the sway of the devil. From Caesar Augustus back then to all the chancellors, presidents, there's, there's a sway over the kingdoms of the world. But nonetheless, it is our God who's on the throne in 2021 who can turn things in our favor. And that gives us great peace during Christmas. No matter what they say, no matter what mandates they, they try to do, no matter what rights they try to take, <sighs> such peace that the Lord is in control. And his plans will come through for two. Fruition, And so that's what's going on. And um, the interesting about Bethlehem is in Micah's prophecy, uh, chapter 5, verse 2, where it says, But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth are from old, from everlasting. I mean, that prophecy, if you read... Uh, that chapter, you know, it really is God's way of showing those in Bethlehem that though they're small, though they think they're insignificant, from you is going to be the one. From you is going to come the ruler of Israel. I mean, that's Christmas all day. Mary, Joseph, even Bethlehem was considered to be small, a small little town the Lord's like, oh, oh no. But Bethlehem, house of bread, is what it's called. Is what it what it's mean? What it means, out of you will come the Messiah. Don't despise little old Banning here. I love the fact that like everyone moves to Beaumont. I love the fact that, oh, Beaumontians have to drive five minutes to come to Banning. Listen. If he can do it through Bethlehem, if he can do it through Nazareth, how how good of a thing for him to do it through banning. I remember Ken Graves asked me, where are you from? Where's your church at? I go, banning. He goes, it sounds like a desolate place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That way he gets all the glory. Both of them knew that that trip would likely bring forth their child. Think about how hard that 80-mile trip would have been for them. Cold, sandals, 80 miles, sisters, pregnant, about to give birth. We have to examine ourselves We cannot be so fragile in 2022. Our faith demands that we persevere, buck up, toughen up. It does. It can't be all grace and mercy and couches and beds. We have to get up and work while it's day. Paul the Apostle says, I discipline my body lest I I be disqualified when I preach to others. We got to, you know, but if you don't want to do the hard thing and I don't want to do the hard thing, what does that say? Maybe our love isn't where it needs to be. I always wanted to be a jock. I'm Hawaiian, man. I'm part Hawaiian. So like every time we played pickup football, I ran through everybody. I thought, oh, I would have been a good this or that or the other, but I'm not. You know what I admire about jocks, if anything? Is their hard work. I just love their, you know, I wanted that. Growing up fatherless, I just wanted a loving father to say, get up and get going. You're not bleeding yet. Get up. It's funny but isn't it sad when it's like a uh I want to get to the point where I never complain anymore. Maybe just to God and my wife. <sighs> Cuz if you stop complaining there, you know you're not going to get a foot massage. <laughs> Anyhow, they made the trip, guys. Examine ourselves. She brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. I'm not going to give the innkeeper a hard time. I'm sure if he knew the family he was dealing with, he probably would have given them his, his bed. Or maybe he was a bad guy. It doesn't give a pregnant woman a place right anyways I digress <laughs> you know when things get re- real real in our lives we'll take whatever God offers us and God could have had them experience the birth in a different place in a more comfortable setting but in his divine purposes for the world to see and to know they took that and when the baby was coming I bet they were more than blessed to be there in that manger amongst the animals the hay turning that place into the most beautiful place on the planet at that moment. I don't know what it did for the man's business, but can you imagine? Yeah, the Lord was born here. <laughs> Just I, I tease, but it was very special. They're willing to take whatever because it got real for them that night. We can't help but think of the poverty of our Lord. Poor people around the world, physically, financially poor people around the world, are celebrating Jesus Christ tonight, tomorrow Jesus came for the poor and he also came for the rich the Bible says with the rich at his death a rich man paid for his tomb and took care of his body but here we see he was born in a manger poor God telling the, the, the impoverished of the world, I'm here for you. I love you.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicholas Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you'd like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Chairman,
1: above your throat, sing holy. Sit
0: upon your